Welcome to episode 68. We are bursting with electric youth. After announcing a run of Vegas shows with Joey McIntyre, pop icon Debbie Gibson sits down with Vegas Revealed for her first in-depth conversation about the show. Because he called me and he was like, you know, why don't we do a show together in Vegas? I'm like, hello, you're just asking me to stay home and do a show with you? Like, what's the catch? Uh, How much fun is that? And we now have dates for the all-star lineup at Resorts World. Celine Dion kicks off the entertainment with tickets on sale this month. Plus, it will be one hot Vegas summer with masks, social distancing, all that a thing of the past. And we have an inside look at Allegiant Stadium that you do not want to miss. All right, let's spin the wheel and get this going. Welcome, everyone, to Vegas Revealed, episode 68. I'm Dana Roselli, along with Sean McAllister, and we're still on two separate coasts for this recording, but you know what? I'm on my way home soon. Don't worry, Sean. It's going to be good to have you back in Las Vegas, Dana. It feels like I know that you're actually home with your family right now, but Vegas is kind of your adopted second home, so it'll be good to have you back. (laughs) Vegas will feel whole again. Once you're back on the ground here. And so much is going on. It's like I'm trying to keep up with it all. But I mean, the big thing that I think that applies to pretty much everyone across our country and then everyone's, you know, sitting on their phones, Googling, does this apply to my state? What does this mean? Is the masks being able to come off indoors? Finally, the CDC recommending that. Yeah, masks are coming off just in time. For the summer heat to hit Las Vegas and just in time for all of the show openings and restaurants to be fully opened and uh, casino properties back to full capacity as well. I think the only thing that we need to kind of throw caution to the wind with everybody in regard to uh, this new mask recommendation from the CDC, Nevada is following the CDC guidelines but it is up to each individual casino to make their own mask rules. Exactly. So, you know, Nevada saying, yeah, we're going to go along with this, but there is, you know, different places that you might come across that might have their own rule. Like you said, we don't have all the details on that just yet. And so I think that we'll probably start to see different properties coming up with, you know, what they're going to do, basically announcing things. So I think everyone really needs to keep their eye on Twitter and our social media because we'll retweet all the different kinds of statements and information that comes out all this week. Yeah. And I think just a, a rule of thumb, keep a mask in your pocket in case you need it. But the good news is that, you know, by and large, we're not going to be having to wear masks everywhere we go anymore. No, and those that's for people who are vaccinated. So I'm also getting all the direct messages, you know, from people going, well, how are they going to know? And this and that. It's like, well, basically, if you're not vaccinated, you're kind of on your own, you know? I mean, well, at this if point, if you don't wear a mask, yeah, it, then that's on you. Exactly. We're kind of in every man for himself territory at this point. And be responsible for yourself and, you know, keep in mind that the decisions you make could have a big impact on other people as well. Yeah. 
And I know kids are being able to be vaccinated. My friend here in New York is getting her daughter vaccinated. She has an appointment on Saturday and she's 15. So that's exciting news, too. Yeah. And a lot of people are excited about that. And what we're excited about is what I mentioned briefly, that several casinos are back to 100 percent capacity. That all started with the Cosmopolitan and Wynn because they had incentives for their employees to be vaccinated if they got to, I think, 80 percent of their employee base vaccinated, they were able to open at 100 percent. And now a bunch of other properties have kind of fallen in line with that, Dana. Yeah, I was noticing Caesars and MGM and Station Casinos all putting out messages on Twitter and sending us press releases as well. So it looks like, you know, the casino floor anyway will be back to 100% capacity. I even saw the wind saying they're going to take down the plastic dividers at the tables, too. Wow. Yeah, I feel like that's huge, because I think we all wondered, was that going to be the standard now? Like it was never coming down? Yeah, that's going to be... I mean, that's exciting. Mm -hmm. That feels like you can actually be around people again. I know. It's true. It's true. And listen, we all keep you know track of different numbers and this and that. But I mean, the people who own these properties, run these properties, obviously the government and our local governments, they're in front of that research and numbers more than we are. And so if they're saying they think it's okay, that's a good sign that we are in a really good place. That's a very good sign. So if you're planning on coming to Vegas anytime from now into the future, it's going to start feeling like old Vegas again. And I say old Vegas, like (laughs) 2019 Vegas. Yeah, we aren't talking Frank Sinatra Vegas. We're talking 2019, right? (laughs) (laughs) But it feels like that was decades ago, doesn't it? It does. Um, Something else I want to talk to you about. We mentioned last week you were going on this tour of Allegiant Stadium. Now, this is a new stadium that, yeah, was opened here in Las Vegas for the Las Vegas Raiders. But for NFL games and I think college games, too, they weren't allowing the public indoors to watch these games. And so this season looks like we'll most likely likely have that and I know they started to do public tours and you and your husband went on one of these tours yeah and it was so cool I mean do you remember Dana when T-Mobile Arena when it was just getting ready to open and like there were you know they would do media previews and you could go inside and it was just so shiny and new and pretty and that's the same kind of feeling that we got stepping inside of Allegiant Stadium that hasn't been opened, you know, for a, a general public admission mm-hmm. yet. And it was just so nice. And I know we talked several episodes ago to uh, Michael Goddard, mm-hmm. who's a local artist, but is known around the world as the rock star artist. He curated all of the artwork that's inside Allegiant Stadium, along with 70 plus local artists that he got together to create pieces of work. And Dana, there is art everywhere you turn. It is incredible. I can only imagine. I've seen a couple little things that he's posted, but I'm like, wow, this is really good and really cool looking. Did was it did it really add to the stadium? It really does because there's so many different kind of points of view of Las Vegas and how these artists see the city and it's kind of interwoven with the football theme and it's just incredible so i think i'm going to give an early tip right now and if you're coming to las vegas get one of the uh 
Allegiant Stadium tour packages. They also uh, have a package that comes with um, some cocktails at the end, Mm -hmm. which is what we chose to do. Of course. Because, you know, (laughs) after you do a tour, you want to sit down and have a cocktail. So (laughs) that's what we did. But uh, what was really cool, Dana, is that as we were going on the tour, they were rolling in the uh, natural grass field that's on a big tray that rolls in and out of the studio. They have two playing surfaces. They have an artificial turf surface, and then they have a real grass surface that only the Raiders play on, and that's on a big tray that rolls in and out of the stadium. So it can be cared for, and it's one of the most unique features of that stadium. And it, it was we were the first uh, group of public people to see that process happening. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, you, you were sharing some of your pictures with me, and it was stunning, and all the different kinds of things that you were showing. And we'll post those on our Twitter, so after we post the podcast and everything, we'll, we'll, we'll put some of those up, because pretty incredible stuff. I mean, that was the one thing that I know really was... You know, you were in awe about that, the whole grass in and out. But the, And then you were in the Raiderettes uh, locker room, too. I saw that. That looked cool. <laughs> yeah, that was. We we got to go into the, the Raiderettes uh, dressing room. Those are, of course, the, the cheerleaders mm-hmm. for the Las Vegas Raiders. We also went into the Raiders team locker room. And also, since the grass tray was being rolled in during our tour, they had to come up with something new to show us since we couldn't go on the field. So we went into the, um, like to the healthcare part of Mm. the Raiders locker room. That's where, you know, they get all their massages, the ice bath, the whirlpool. They had uh, where they get their IV treatments. They have a a line, which you'll see in one of the pictures on the floor that leads into the x-ray room. And that's the, line that the players have to walk on if they're suspected of having a concussion. Wow, interesting. I was like, oh my gosh, they have a concussion line oh drawn God. on the floor? <laughs> interesting, really interesting. Wow. And so they normally don't bring people into uh, that part of the facility for the tour, but um, so that was kind of an exclusive bonus. Well, I was going to say, if you had the cocktails before the tour, then you could have walked the line to see how tipsy you were. <laughs> <laughs> I think even on a normal day, I couldn't do it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, that is so cool. And then tell me about this nightclub that the win announced. This end, Was it an end zone nightclub? Did you get to see that at all? Yeah. So it's in the north end zone at field level. Uh, Wynn is putting in essentially a nightclub for 700 people. They had the booths all built. You could see the DJ booth down there um, back in the, the corridor which only, you know, it's a service corridor where only the Allegiant Stadium staff goes. They had signage up to direct people to the uh, Win nightclub. And I mean, it is going to be a fully functioning nightclub at field level with a DJ, with bottle service. And you're just looking right out at a pro football game playing out right in front of you. I mean, only in Vegas, Only right? in Vegas. You know, I, I'm, I was sitting here when I re- was reading all about this with my 85-year-old dad, and he was like, man, they always think of something. 
they always think of something. I'm like, I know, you're right. They do. It never ends. It's like, we can't just be normal. <laughs> no, we can't. We have to go big. It's Vegas. Exactly. Well, hopefully everyone will get to um, go inside Allegiant Stadium for the Garth Brooks concert, which, as we know it, has not been canceled, and that's set for uh, July. So that's exciting. Which, and I haven't even told you this yet, Dana. Uh-oh. Uh, some friends of ours were uh, selling their tickets to the Garth Brooks concert. So my husband and I are going to be going to that in July. Oh, the wow. The first public event at Allegiant Stadium. Perfect. Well, we get that firsthand Sean McAllister look then. <laughs> <laughs> I got friends in low places. Does he sing that? Or is that somewhere? Sure okay, I was making. I was making. I was like, wait, <laughs> was that Tim McGraw? No, okay, Garth Brooks. Yeah, I got friends in low places. They'll be at the Garth Brooks concert. Awesome. Well, that's exciting news. Yeah, and I think a lot of yeah. that's going to keep popping up. There'll probably be a lot of tickets for sale because the concert was switched so many times. There might be some people who can't make it here now, and they'll have to sell them. Right. Yep. And uh, people who have season tickets to uh, the actual Raiders game, they had to pay a a seat license a personal seat license as part of their deal so i think season ticket holders get first dibs at event tickets as well so you know they may just buy them up and put them for sale on secondary markets so you can keep an eye out for those tickets yeah you know and as much as you know i wish mark davis would have let some people go watch the raiders play when they were you know allowed to have a certain percentage he was firm on not saying if everyone can't go then I don't want anyone to go and now I do feel like with the NFL season starting in the fall late summer fall I mean it's going to be more of an event which you know Allegiant Stadium deserves it's a big deal yeah well along those lines um, this is kind of a a rumor that I heard I have not reached out to uh, Garth Brooks's people to confirm this news but apparently I've heard it was written into Garth Brooks' contract that he would be the first public event at Allegiant Stadium. Mm. So I have a feeling that because of that element of the contract, that's why we didn't have anybody going to Raiders games this past season. Interesting. Okay, that could definitely be it. And see, for anyone who thinks that me and Sean plan everything we're going to say on this podcast, we don't. (laughs) Sometimes I learn (laughs) things from Sean while we're sitting here recording. So I just learned that. I didn't even know. (laughs) Well, and let me tell you, this last, you know, week or so, actually being able to go out and about and, you know, mingle with friends, I've gotten a lot of juicy nuggets. You do. I know. Isn't it the best? Vegas revealed rumors. We have. Oh my God. We've got to. I mean, we're going to throw those in every now and then because a lot of times our rumors turn out to be true. And the things that we hear from everyone that we know engrossed in this city, you know, it is. It's interesting stuff. And sometimes, you know, remember, Sean and I always do try and confirm. We throw, like, just like he said, we could throw an email to Garth Brooks's people and see if that's the case. And if they answer, they answer. If they don't, they don't. We tried. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. We, nobody said we, we get an A plus for trying. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, some people we have been in contact with, Dana, are the people over at Resorts World where they have that all-star lineup of entertainers getting ready to go. Celine Dion, Carrie Underwood, Katy Perry, Luke Bryan, and we now have show dates. 
for those performances. Yeah, it's really exciting to see it officially launched. Celine Dion's going to kick off with uh, 10 shows. Carrie Underwood's going to do six shows. Katy Perry, eight shows. Luke Bryant, six shows on the schedule right now. And Celine Dion will be the first one to perform in the theater. And she'll have a brand new show. And the opening night performance, I love this, is going to benefit COVID-19 relief. And that's on November 5th. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that just goes right along with the giving spirit that Celine Dion has always had. There were a number of times uh, during her run of shows over at the Caesars Coliseum that she would donate the proceeds from shows to different charitable organizations. And she was always so giving to not only the Las Vegas community, but, you know, to organizations around the country and around the world. So it doesn't surprise me that Celine is going to be doing that. Right. Yeah, it's going to be fabulous. And what a great cause. And Katy Perry is going to take the stage on December 29th. So after Christmas, but um, that will launch this eight show run, which includes an exclusive New Year's Eve and New Year's Day performance. So that'll be cool. Sandwiched between Celine Dion and Katy Perry is Carrie Underwood, who has shows uh, starting uh, the 1st of December, really. Mm -hmm. And she's been doing interviews about her residency, and she is just so excited. And I love that Carrie Underwood is so excited about coming to Vegas and doing shows. First of all, I just personally think that she's great. Mm -hmm. But she knows that she needs to bring the party. She knows that her production needs to be bigger than anything she has ever done. And I just love hearing entertainers excited about the endless possibilities that are presented when you do a Vegas show. Exactly. And I think uh, it's interesting when we hear these big names because everyone's saying, you know, well, welcome back, Celine Dion. But hey, welcome, Carrie Underwood, Katy Perry and Luke Bryan, because they've never done residencies here. You know, they haven't been headliners. Yeah. And so that's going to be so incredible. I cannot wait to see what Celine does with her show, what Kate, what Katy Perry, Carrie Underwood, and Luke Bryan do with theirs. And Luke, I have a feeling his is just going to feel like a big party. Oh, yeah. It will. And what is he does those, uh, what is it, the underwear commercials? Luke Bryan? Yeah, he does underwear commercials. Doesn't he? He does? Yeah, hold like on. Like David Beckham? Like yeah, in I'm, his tidy whities Hold on. Let me Google it. See, I told you, everyone, this is off the cuff. Hold on. Luke Bryan commercials. Because I know he does them with his wife, who also acts in them. It is... Dun, dun, dun. Google slow Wi-Fi at my parents' house. Here we go. Jockey. Yeah, he does jockey commercials. He does? Yes. Just in nothing but his underpants. (laughs) Well, he's got a white t-shirt on. He's sitting in the couch. So there's a t-shirt involved. But um, yeah, he apparently does the uh, commercials for the underwear brand Jockey. They started airing during... I was not aware of I know. 2021 Super Bowl was the first one that aired in early February. So apparently... Wow. Yeah, everyone loves it. They're saying, you know what? Good for you, Luke. And he looks great. And yeah, his wife's in the the commercial as well. So She's beautiful. But maybe Luke will do some cross-branding in his show and, you know, do a set in his underpants. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) 
<laughs> that comes full circle to exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, listen, if you haven't watched our interview with the president of Resorts World, it's blowing up on our YouTube page if you want to actually watch the full, I think it was like 20 plus minutes, uh, where he could yeah. just tell he couldn't really officially confirm that they were going to be performing at Resorts World, but confirm, you know, obviously they're the faces of Resorts World are in our commercial, but you could just tell he was really proud of this lineup. And then another thing is that he talked about and kind of revealed in that interview was that we would start seeing a lot of women DJs being announced at the nightclubs, and that started to roll out. That's right. I know. It's going to be, it's so exciting. And that's the first time that um, anyone from Resorts World had uh, spoken publicly about that. So I feel confident in saying that that is a Vegas revealed exclusive. <laughs> That's true. Um, listen, along those lines, more and more shows, I can't even keep up, but a few that caught my eye this week is, you know, I know people love fish. I don't, but people do. And I'm talking P-H-I-S-H Fish, the band. They are coming to MGM Grand Garden Arena uh, from Thursday, the 28th of October to Sunday, the 31st. And uh, my former co-worker, Justin Bruce, he just loved fish. He goes to every single show every night in a row whenever they come to town. So I know that's a big wow. deal. Yeah, he's dedicated. So whenever I see... I mean, I remember that from like my college days Me- in a, a room full of, you know fishy smoke <laughs> exactly it was you know back then it was a thing and then i just like well they when i met justin i he was telling me he was going somewhere for a, a fish tour and i said they're still touring he's like oh yeah it's a big wow. deal yep huh. so they'll be at the mgm grand garden arena justin bieber has rescheduled his world tour and he's stopping at t-mobile arena in february of 2022 so the beebs the believers will be excited to know that and then co- yep. concerts at the beach at Mandalay Bay are returning too, and they will start July 4th, holiday weekend, and then there's a whole bunch of other dates after that scheduled. So nice to see those outdoor concerts you know, coming back as well. Those concerts at Mandalay Beach are so fun. You wade in the water, you can sit down, chill out. Such a great vibe. Yeah, it just feels like, you know, well, just, you know, because they have the sand out there, too. Like you're by the beach, literally. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Concerts by the beach. Not just a clever name. (laughs) Exactly. And speaking of new shows, Dana, that is the focus of our incredible interview this week with the one and only pop icon, Debbie Gibson. That's right. Debbie Gibson and Joey McIntyre announced their limited engagement at the Venetian. Super exciting. It's called Debbie Gibson and Joey McIntyre Live from Las Vegas. And it's going to be at the Sands Showroom. And they announced uh, three dates to start. But since then, they've actually added another date. And we sat down with Debbie just before the announcement. And were able to talk to her about all sorts of stuff. About living in Las Vegas. Also, her new music that's coming out, her new album, also this show with Joey, and this new duet that they're going to be releasing of Lost in Your Eyes as well. It's all so exciting. And we sat down and visited with Debbie at her home right here in Las Vegas. I think a lot of people don't even realize that you live in Las Vegas. I do. You know, I, as you know, because we're friends, mm-hmm. I'm kind of a homebody. Like, I'm either traveling, touring, like, you know, doing my Hallmark movies or whatever, or I'm in this studio we're sitting in. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, and of course, this last year, you wouldn't have seen me on any red carpets or anything, but I stay super low key. But I've been here for a decade. I can't believe it. Has it it been a decade? Oh, my gosh. It's been a decade. And I love it. I absolutely love it. 
I feel like so many people don't realize that we have so many great celebrities, talented people that live in Las Vegas. Like, why did you choose to live here and stay? I know. I ran into Carrot Top at a restaurant just last night. (laughs) Um, That's a Vegas moment right there. I know. And the funny thing is, like, even I was like, I'm so surprised to see Carrot Top at this restaurant. And then I'm like, well, he's got to eat somewhere. I am a native New Yorker. And while I was doing Broadway there, New York made perfect sense. And I love New York and the energy. But then I went to L.A. because I was like, well, let me explore TV. And I was doing the show American Juniors, Mm -hmm. which is a short-lived kid version of American Idol that nobody remembers. But I was there with Gladys Knight and Ryan Seacrest. And uh, and Lucy Hale was on the show, which is crazy. And so I had an L.A. chapter. And then, you know, I was in a relationship and my now ex was like, let's just, you know, take some weekend trips to Vegas. And then he got into like, let's just go looking at the houses. And then we were between L.A. and here. And I am not one for two residences because then you're like, where is that green jacket I'm dying to wear to this event? Oh, yeah. it's at the other house. Oh, I'm like, yeah. Sounds like a high class problem. It is a high class problem. But <laughs> it gets like complicated, confusing, and you who, you can just go visit the other place. And this just started to feel like home. It is super low key. The people are really grounded. I live in a normal neighborhood. I love my neighbors. Like my pet sitter is down the street. I just, I don't know. My life just works here. And for LA and showbiz, it's a hop, skip, and a jump away. And it's not like showbiz all the time here. You can just have a normal life and you can have all the chicness and the perks of the strip and entertainment and restaurants when you want them. And I'm like very much, I live in those both worlds anyway. And I need that like super grounded home life. And I love, I just love my space here. And uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I I really was so pleasantly surprised and... um, don't plan on moving anytime soon. No, it's not home. <laughs> well, and and now the best part is that you have a show pretty much down the street. <laughs> I know. Listen, my buddy Joey McIntyre, uh, first of all, he was the one who thought of doing Lost in Your Eyes as a duet on the mixtape tour. And now he is the mastermind. He gets all the credit because he called me and he was like, you know, why don't we do a show together in Vegas? I'm like, hello you're just asking me to stay home and do a show with you like what's the catch uh how much fun is that so i've never other than coming through here with tours i've never like designed a show specifically for vegas and we're doing a limited engagement at the sand showroom at the venetian that's an awesome room too by the way i yes i've seen shows there Mm -hmm. so it's really really cool i love a room that feels grand yet intimate like Mm -hmm. in in kind of old school vegas and it has a lot a lot going for it so yeah, I'm okay. so excited about it. So tell us about the show. So you and Joey obviously are putting out this single of Lost in Your Eyes. It's going to be amazing. People have been asking for it ever since Mixed It's literally like the most asked question on my social it media. It is. In my DMs and in my threads. <laughs> and see what quarantine can provide. Now it's done. It's and, and, done. <laughs> it's I, done. You know, timing really is everything. Like it just wasn't the moment till now for some strange reason. Mm-hmm. And we even we, we recorded it live on the road and we listened. We're like, eh. No, I think we could do something that like harkens back to the original, but feels really modern and current. And it just feels so elegant and spacious. And mm-hmm. it's so ex- it 
it gets me every time to hear our voices together recorded. It's really wild. Yeah. But yeah, so go on. So you No, I saying- was just going to say, so do you, have you guys talked about the creative of the show yet or you're not there yet? I mean, what are your, when they say we're going to see Debbie Gibson and Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block, are we going to see a, more songs with you two together or are you going to be doing separates, a little bit of both? A little bit of both. So we are still working out the creative. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, it's come up to obviously, you know, open the show together, duets, do our our individual sets because we are so specific. Like what I love about working with Joey is that we're both super open and we're super specific. Like, and we've both carved our own niche. Like he's done a ton of Broadway as of I. So we're still deciding like, are we going to incorporate Broadway or like more pop Broadway? Mm-hmm. Like those are the questions that remain to be answered. Um, so let me know. Yeah. Go to my social media. Let there me know go. what you guys want to see. And I know that like we both love giving an audience what they want. I mean, like if you came to that mixtape tour and you saw him do Please Don't Go Girl. It's like he brought the house down. And he knows innately what an audience wants to see him do. I know innately what an audience wants to see me do. And, you know, my new album's going to be out at that time. So I'll be doing a combination of old, new. I'll sit at the piano for sure. I love kind of like doing intimate, off-the-cuff moments in a show too. And yeah, so, you know, we'll, I'm sure, have two or three segments together and do our individual sets. And we're still fine-tuning, you know, what that means because when we sing together, we'll be doing some covers um, and again, we've been throwing things out and it's either an instant like, oh, I like that idea. Or, mm, let me think about that. Or, <laughs> so we're going to, you know, kind of make the master list, brainstorm and, and go from there. It's Vegas. Anything goes, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you can do true. whatever you want. And it, you mentioned the album. So you've been busy recording new music this yes. whole past year, too, right? Or has it been longer than that? It's actually been longer. So it's really cool because like we're sitting here in my studio And this feels like the grown-up version of where I demoed all of my original songs and did all the pre-production for what became my hit albums between the ages of 13 and 18. And so, like, the beauty of music now is I could be demoing something, which, like, I was demoing things, like, three years ago that became basic tracks and evolved into the production for the album. And then there's stuff that was like as recently as three months ago. Like, oh, I wrote this new song. Let's get it on there. So it's been a process and a very organic one, which is my favorite. Because a song would come from something in my real life or something in my real life triggered a a whole journey for a song. And it's just like rolled out. And now I'm in the home stretch, which is like exciting and scary. Because like everybody during the pandemic time you started feeling like you were in this tunnel and like the real world did not exist. And so now it's like, oh, wait a minute. People are actually going to be hearing this stuff and I have to commit, which I'm very bad at doing. You know, we could go on and that's a whole other podcast. Um, but like <laughs> I have to commit to the final mixes and commit to the the, the song list and <laughs> the track list. So it's um it's been really amazing. But, you know, we were talking before we started rolling and I was saying, the thing I feel great about is the quality of this music. All the artists, like DJ Ashba, who's also a local Vegas mm-hmm. artist. And former musician. Guns N' Roses guitarist, now moving into the EDM world. Yes, and- which is perfect because he played on some things like Dirty Work, Steve Smooth produ- co-wrote and produced Tracy Young. 
And he added like these amazing pop rock guitar hooks to my stuff. And so he feels like a partner in crime on this album for me, which to the outside world feels very unexpected and like this odd pairing. But I'm like, music's music's music. And the fact that he's bridging EDM and his rock roots is so telling of like what you can do with music and it can like transcend all genres. And and so we've been having a lot of fun with the music. Um, who am I leaving out on this album? Like there's just been so many people. Yeah. My primary co-producer is 19 years old. His name is Sean Thomas. Uh, he played my student in both my Hallmark movies. I met him when he was 13. And much like Doogie Howser, MD, I knew <laughs> he was a prodigy musical genius when I met him. And then like after the second movie, I said, what if I just sent you something to track up? Because I knew he was like in Berkeley at the time. He's now graduated Berkeley online at 19. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can, can you just track something up for me? And it came back to me and I was like, you are my musical counterpart soulmate. Like we have to work together. And everything about the youthful, modern energy and approach and the like, you know, hey, are you available for a Zoom? Sure. And we're like doing a virtual mixing session at, you know, nine at night or whatever. Or I would say 10 in the morning, but he's like a kid and he sleeps late. Yeah. Um, I'm up at 6 a.m. Like, who can work with me right now? Nobody. Um, but he's he's been an instrumental part in this album. And I'm so proud of him and happy that like, his story is a part of my story now mm-hmm. because I started as a as a young artist as well. And I take talent at any age from wherever it comes and I don't discriminate. And I say like, great, let's give this young person a chance. And he has delivered like more than anybody in my musical life. That's amazing. So like all the stuff you were hearing, like he, if, even if he wasn't the primary producer on, he ended up, you know, having his hands in it at the end. So it's, it's been a really exciting process and my friends Orfe and Andy who are Broadway stars they sang on it and I used um three local Vegas singers Jason Allen uh he brought along Serena and Tamira and they all graced this album as well with their voices that was like the one and only in-person vocal session I got to do mm-hmm. was here at Tone Factory just recently and um yeah and it's it's just been a labor of love and I cannot wait for people to hear. So this is your first time in 20 years putting out a full pop album? Yes, yes, yes. This is like, you know, I really feel the same way about this album that I did about my first album because I've lived enough of a life chapter Mm -hmm. between albums. Like, I find that this is what happens as a pop artist. You come with those first two albums and even though my life experience was minimal because I was a teenager it still was like a very prolific time because you're as a teenager you're living your feelings in fast motion do you know what I mean you're like there's so much happening so there's so much life to write about and you're in your young life and then the record companies get their people the executives get their hands and stuff and it gets a little convoluted and then I'm like Oh, I'm trying to do things my way, their way, my way, their way. Then you're like, I'm going to go independent. But as an independent artist, I'm like, well, I've been living the life of a star. And then there's less to write about that's really relatable. The last 10 to 20 years of my life has been very colorful, 
very relatable. I've lived through a lot of the things, health issues. My mom and I parted ways in business. I've had monumental relationships. Um, And so there's been a lot of stuff, real stuff to write about. And so to feel that feeling through this music is really exciting. It just feels like I'm at a beginning again. You know, despite all the experience I've had, it's it's all it all feels very fresh and new. So it's a it's a great place to be. And so, I mean, for an artist, there can't be any feeling that's better than that. And then to have the Vegas shows and then to have your album coming out this summer. And then I see over your shoulder a script for Lucifer. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, oh, my gosh, this was um, this is dropping on Netflix on May 28th, and I've seen my episode, ah, um, and I'm so excited. Tom Ellis, I was his first choice to play this role in the musical episode of Lucifer, and it was the quickest yes that ever flew out of my mouth. I was already a fan of his from Rush and a fan of the show and the fact that this was musical and you know I mean I don't think I can say anymore because I'm not you know the PR team will come after me (laughs) um but it was like one of the most surreal career moments of my life too because I just never I mean I envision myself on any show in a way because I do feel like my acting life has become uh, a very important part of my career through Broadway and through movies, TV movies. But I I am aware of other people's perception of me and I don't think people would have been like Debbie Gibson, Lucifer. And so the fact that, you know, I, the fact that I got that call was was super fun. And uh, yeah. You, so you do out. such a variety of things, I was going to say. I mean, really, I mean, the list goes on. And I feel like there's, I don't want to say there's not a lot that you say no to, but I see you're always willing to yeah, I'll give that a try, or that sounds fun. You know, you don't just have one thing and no, stick to I it. No, I don't, and I think this, you know, I, I feel like that's one of those things that could be inspirational to everyone out there watching in any aspect of your life. Don't limit yourself. You know, look at the big move you made. Like, you had your steady gig, and you were like, I don't quite know what I'm doing, but you took the leap, the net appeared, you got creative. You had a bigger picture for yourself and I just feel like that's that's how everything great happens you know um and what I don't know how to do I'm willing to learn so even for Lucifer look look Howard Fine is my longtime acting teacher and I am like a theater girl in my work ethic so I was like Howard I need to come in and coach with you Mm -hmm. before the taping like I prepare I don't wake up knowing how to do everything I even write songs that are so freaking hard to sing. This is what I realized this the other day. I went back and redid the opening line of a song over the course of like a month. I was like, it's not there yet. And the opening line of a song is so important. It sets the tone. It pulls people in. And there has to be like in certain lyrics, the right blend of like the technique, but the vulnerability in the voice. And I have some weird quirky vibrato that's like, a little Dolly Parton, a little Gwen Stefani, a little, a lot of things. And I've been like criticized for it over the year. And I'm like, no, that has to be in this music because innately what's unique to you is what should come out. I mean, why do I want to go make my vibrato sound like everybody else's? Like that's ridiculous. So I become 
a technician and a surgeon with my music so I hear it a certain way when I write it and I'm not Kelly Clarkson and Celine Dion vocalist that is not what I was born innately knowing how to do best I was born knowing how to play and write I believe and then the singing I work ridiculously hard on so again it's a thing it's like if you have a vision for yourself like put it out there and then be like how do I get to that place that is is what I'm hearing in my head um but I do think remaining versatile is like the key to longevity I do I think all the greatest people because especially in pop music trends change I also wasn't born knowing how to hit bullseyes in the pop world like Madonna Madonna could be like I'm gonna have a hit in every decade I'm like "Mm, I'm not a mastermind in that area I'm not a strategist that way so when pop trends were doing that I went I'm gonna revisit my theater roots because I love Broadway and then you get to be at the top of your game in so many different worlds if you remain versatile and willing to work Mm -hmm. at your craft and uh, you mentioned your your overall vision and looking to the future. Do you see a, a big return to Broadway at all? That is such a good question. You know, okay. So I, I see did, a smirk. So I don't. Well, I think I'd rather return to Broadway as a composer and producer. Ooh, I love that. Oh. I've, I've written two musicals, and musicals are also all about timing. They could be sitting on a shelf for 20 years. One's been like 10 years. And there's going to be a moment for those or something new. But one one I wrote with Jimmy Van Patten, of course, you know, the late great Dick Van Patten, um, his son. We wrote a musical called The Flunky. And Hilary Carlip and Katie Ford, who are incredible screenwriters, we wrote a musical called Skirts, which takes place in the 60s, Year of the World's Fair. And very much about racial tension. And like it or not, it's actually... Mm timeless and timely even though it's a period piece Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's really you know I think about like the eight show a week thing and I have the ultimate respect for my fellow Broadway performers and community but I did 17 musicals in 17 years I counted recently and that's between Broadway West End regional national tours and like for a minute I'm good I'm good. I'm like, you guys with the eight shows a week. But I feel like I do also feel like right now I just have more to say in my musical expression through my pop music. Yeah. Yeah. And before we go, because I know you have a very busy schedule, we love people that live here to give us a couple tips. Sean and I do our kind of secret tips as being, you know, longtime residents. But a couple of your favorite places, let people know, because I know you hit up the local spots. You don't have to give away any of your secrets that you don't want anyone to know about, but is there something that you feel that our listeners, when they visit Vegas or the when they li- you know the ones that live here, should know about? One of my favorite places to send people when they come here is Natalia's Secret Kitchen. I was just there this week. You were. Love it. Yes, I love it, and I love that Natalia is in the kitchen herself very often and the ingredients so I because I've dealt with Lyme disease and all kinds of crazy stuff I'm very food sensitive as you know trying to take me to dinner is like a three act play 
I can't eat that. I can't. Blah, blah, blah. But it's great because if she says um, I can't eat this, I'll be like, great, I'll eat it. <laughs> but but Natalia's um, like all the ingredients are so fresh mm. and clean yeah. and like it's so good. So that's a favorite. One of my favorite things, which takes me back to my East Coast roots, is Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, yes. Yeah. Listen, oh my gosh. Me and the dogs. I have three boy hot dogs. They're somewhere. Um, and we go through the drive-through and I get them sausage patties mm-hmm. because I'm just a decadent puppy mom. And I get a French crawler and a regular coffee with cream. It's it's like, a, it is an East Coast thing. So good. It's like an institution. It is. It is. And there so, aren't I love it. tons of Dunkin' Donuts in Las Vegas. So, I mean, there's more, definitely more Starbucks. So you have to go on the hunt for it. Yes. Yeah. So I love my Dunkin'. <laughs> I love my Natayas. Good, we love it. Yeah. Secret and I haven't, I haven't been hiking in a while because I always get lost in Red Rock Canyon. I I get lost. I know. It's like wait in the canyon. Uh, like seriously, and then the G- your GPS on your phone doesn't work up in uh-huh. there. So I get a little scared, but I really want to go back. It is beautiful, and even if people come to visit and they just want to do the drive, mm-hmm. what is it like fifteen miles or something? Yep. Do the drive through the canyon, get the maps, and stop and do the photo ops. It's just gorgeous. Like it is. Here's what I realized about living in Vegas. That's one of the things I love about it the most. This is a destination that people vacation in. So you wake, I wake up every day and I go, I kind of feel like I'm on vacation when I see those mountains. And again, I didn't grow up with mountains. So I see those mountains and I'm like, I am transported. And again, you see all the neon of the strip and you're like, I'm at Disneyland. I'm at grown up Disneyland. And yeah, so I kind of feel badass. I can say that on a podcast, right? Yeah. You can yeah. say anything you Living want. Living here. Yeah. And I do feel like a lot of showbiz people, especially from L.A., are talking about moving here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have people it's, like, I want to buy a house and where should I go? And so it's a great place. Yeah. It's a great place to visit. It's Wait. a great place to live. So and a glimpse into Debbie Gibson's Las Vegas experience. And now people can join that experience with the limited engagement over at the Venetian coming up the end of August. Tickets on sale right now. That's yes, right. yes. Me and Joey Mack. Listen, Joey McIntyre is like just one of the sweetest, most like he's such an amazing professional partner to have and you know I grew up worshiping Donnie and Marie and they've become friends and I think like I don't know there's this you know this the male female duo thing I never thought I'd be a part of one Mm -hmm. and here I am again open to anything and it feels you know reunited and it feels so good because we're reuniting from the mixtape. <laughs> I love it. All right, Debbie, you look amazing. We're excited for you. Thank and of you. course, we'll keep in touch. And, and thanks for sharing some time with us. Thank you so much. Right. I'll voice memo you later. Girl. All right. Queen of the voice memos. <laughs> we call them the DG book on tape. <laughs> Great to see you, Debbie. Great to see you, Sean. <laughs> And as we record this podcast right now, uh, Debbie and Joey have added a show on Sunday, August 29th. That's because pre-sale tickets have gone so well. Uh, So we're excited that that limited engagement has become a little less limited. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And now tickets are on sale to the general public. So you know what? I'm just going to say it. I have a feeling that more shows even then that will be added. That's my prediction. So just stay tuned. Watch our social media. Watch Debbie and Joey's social media. I have a feeling 
there's a possibility that more shows could be announced. But for now, these are the dates that they have on sale. And it's those four nights. And I have a feeling it's going to be a pumping show and jam pack with fans. I have um, friends that wrote me from Florida that are saying, what hotel should we stay in? We're flying in for Debbie and Joey's show. And I was like, oh, I love it. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of people who are, are going to be excited about seeing Debbie and Joey for sure. Yeah. And follow their socials. They actually did a Instagram live together and it was really great to see them talking about, you know, the excitement of doing this show together and, and, you know, keep your eyes out for Debbie's new music and congratulations to both of them. We're going to be uh, happy to see them both performing in Vegas. Yeah. And as for our tips this week, we already heard uh, what Debbie had to say her favorite spots, Natalia's. And of course, you can't forget the Dunkin' Donuts. That's right. I mean, <laughs> come on. And then, you know, our Vegas revealed tip of the week from back at the beginning of the episode is make sure you go on the Allegiant Stadium tour. You can buy those tickets on the Allegiant Stadium website. Exactly. So, and keep your eyes on all our, we have so many things that we keep up. We have our Vegas-Revealed.com website. We have our YouTube channel, which we put videos up. And then, of course, our podcast available everywhere. We've got our Twitter, our Instagram, and our Facebook. So whatever, you know, platform that you are on most, check us out, follow, like, review, all that stuff. We'll take it all. And also, uh, if you're planning your trip to Vegas or uh, maybe that's not in your future, but you still want to get your Vegas fix, you can check out our Vegas Revealed merchandise store just by clicking the link in our show notes. And we've got some really cool vintage tees. We've got some, you know, vaccinated AF Mm -hmm. t-shirts in there. So actually, that's a great way wear the t-shirt and everybody is going to know that you don't need to wear a face mask. Good point. <laughs> Very good point. That just makes it so easy. And you could get one in every color. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and a face mask. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We've got stickers for your phone. You name it. So enjoy that. Yeah, it's been really fun visiting New York because it's funny. Everyone that I run into that I say I'm from Las Vegas, you know, they're all of a sudden the Las Vegas expert. You know, they're telling me what's going uh-huh. on. Yeah, Carrie Underwood, you know, got a show over there. I heard they were talking about it the other day. And, you know, oh, how is Vegas? Is it bouncing back? And I heard this and I heard that. But it's fun to be able to be like, listen, here's the deal. I host a podcast and I got a lot of information for you. And then they walk away being all educated on Vegas and ready to fly here. And then they can go and tell their friends the information they just heard and sound like the Vegas expert again. Exactly. That's what we like to do for people, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, everyone, have a great, great week. And we'll, of course, be back next week with another episode 69 of Vegas Revealed. (laughs) All right, Dana, have safe travels back here to Las Vegas. And we will be back in all of your ears next week right here on Vegas Revealed. See ya. Bye. Let's go to Vegas. We'll stay up all night.